2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes
1: and fees may vary. Resorts and casinos. Nothing else comes close. Happily surprised. We, we talked yesterday, uh, Taj and I did, and, and he felt his conditioning is in a really good place. He wanted to feel a little battle this morning, um, and he, he, he knows his, his body well. He knows what it takes to perform. Um, and wanted this morning to to confirm it and that's great news um, in light of a lot of other challenging situations that's a that's a real uh, plus for us to have him back in the lineup tonight uh, under all of the circumstances mm-hmm. you take into account.
2: What a surprise this morning to know that Tage Thompson will be in the lineup tonight against the New Detroit Red Wings here at Keybank Center. Welcome into Sabres Live. I am Marty Buran. Duffer is still a little under the weather, but we'll be back soon enough. If you caught us on Sibers Live Overtime yesterday, um, we will do the show, and uh, we had some great, great stuff. I tried a little bit of comedy when it came to Jerry Seinfeld, uh, and the small difference that is between sucks and great. And I know that we can kind of just feel like these are so far apart, but they can be so close, and right now... The return of Tate Thompson tonight is one that is gonna be able to tilt it more towards the positive side because the Sabres definitely needed that good bit of news, uh, an unexpected news when it comes to Tage Thompson returning, in my opinion, because it's only been three weeks since November 14th when he blocked a shot against the Boston Bruins and then missed the rest of that game and missed the next nine games, uh, and without Tage Thompson, listen, it's, it's no secret. Tate's a big part of the offense. The Sabres really have struggled offensively, in my opinion, to get consistent work and consistent play. And maybe maybe it's not just about offense because you look at some of the last games, right? The 6-2, 6-4, 7-2. There's been some games where you may think, well, defensively and, and you know, I don't want to blame the goalies, but, you know, giving up too many chances, giving up too many goals has been the issue. Yes, absolutely. But if you're able to score a goal early, if you're able to take a 1-0, a 2-0 lead in a game because you have a player like Tage Thompson, that can change the dynamic of the rest of the game. And all of a sudden, you're not down 3-0 to the St. Louis Blues. Maybe you're tied 1-1 after a period. And that is definitely going to help the Sabres moving forward. Um, we got a busy show today, but obviously the Tate Thompson news was the big one. We wanted to start with Ryan Miller is going to join us here in a few minutes. He is in town. It's always great to sit down with the great Ryan Miller. He's like Roseanne is also going to stop by at the bottom of the hour. So, yeah, we do have a busy show. And not only the return of Tate Thompson, but we have other news. Uko uh, Pekalu is sick, so he will not be in uniform tonight. The Sabres recalled Devin Levi uh, to back up Eric Comrie. So Eric Comrie is going to get the start in this game. Uh, his last time out, we remember that was in Carolina last Saturday uh, in a game where the Sabres really fell behind 5-0 and didn't have much offense to support Eric Comrie. But after the game... Eric Comrie was very, very critical of his own play. He said he needed to be better. He said he needed to make more saves. And it's been a, you know, a weird season for Eric Comrie because just like last year, seemed to have started well, then got hurt, and then never got himself back into a rhythm. Well, maybe, maybe the fact that he played Saturday and then gets to play right away a few days later on Tuesday night, that may be the rhythm that gets Eric Comrie going. A few other uh, bit of uh, homework before we uh, welcome in Ryan Miller. Alex Tuck is out possibly 7 to 10 days. It's going to be about a week, uh, but uh, you know they're hoping that it won't be more than that. They feel positive and, and uh, um, I should say, optimistic that uh, it will be just about a week to 10 days, so that is great. Jordan Greenway is also 7 to 10 days, so with no Tuck, no Greenway, uh, Don Granado this morning said we should expect more roster moves to be able to balance the absence of Tuck and Greenway. So we'll wait to see what those roster moves are going to be, but we should expect more roster moves coming up. So that's what it is. And and really the big story is is going to be Tage Thompson. Tage back in the lineup in the nine games that he missed, the Sabers went three, five, and one. I mean, if you turn around. And you're five, three, and one. All of a sudden, you're in a different place right now. You're, you know, you're, you're still not where you want to be, but you're making strides going forward. And that is what you're hoping Tage Thompson can bring back to the ice. Obviously, hasn't played in three weeks, so it may take some time to get the the rhythm going. But the other thing is the Sabers only scoring two point seven eight goals per game in the nine games without Tage Thompson. Now, we talk about the NHL being a three-goal league and now being a four-goal league. you got to get to three and four to be able to win. What happened against the Nashville Predators? Good game, played well, you know, fell down to nothing, battled in the last 40 minutes, but unfortunately only got the one goal, Victor Olofsson on the penalty shot. So all of these obviously, you know, factored in to what the Sabres, unfortunately, haven't been able to accomplish in the nine games without Tate Thompson. But Tage himself returning is going to help, uh, you know, provide more offense, provide stability. Now we'll get to see what the lines are going to be tonight. Uh, unfortunately, we won't get to show it to you on MSG. Tonight is a 7.30 start on ESPN+. It will be on WGR 550, so you can always dial that in and listen to Dan's call with Rob Ray. Um, but uh, Duffer and I have the night off. I'll be watching it from my couch. I'll be taking notes, but I will be interested to see what the lines are going to look like. Are you going to play Tage in the middle with maybe Millstat and Skinner? Or are you going to play Tage on the wing? Or are you going to try to reconfigure your top six and top nine with Tage Thompson coming back into the lineup? Obviously, Alex Stuck is not there, so there's a hole there on the top line with Middlestad and Skinner. So maybe that is the natural progression for Tage Thompson. So, yeah, lots of news happening here at Keybank Center this morning. Sabres had a day off yesterday, so maybe that is to be expected. No news yesterday, tons of news today. Uh, but the big thing about tonight's game is it is Native American Heritage Night here at Keybank Center. So, join us tonight on this wonderful initiative that is native american heritage night when the sabers take on the detroit red wings there will be fun ways to honor and celebrate indigenous culture and history throughout the game get your tickets right now at sabers.com tickets just so you know no patrick kane tonight but this person will be in the building and it is a sabers alumni so happy to be joined by not only Sabres Hall of Fame, Ryan Miller, but Sabres Jersey retired Ryan Miller. Now, when you walk back into the building, do yeah. you peek up to the rafters and take a look and see if the banner is still straight and everything is aligning?
3: Yeah, I can send George uh, Babcock up, up there to make sure it's straight. <laughs> Hey, Georgie, you know
2: all the times that I needed a new stick and something done with my pads? You need to take care of the banner.
3: Yeah, he's the only one crazy enough to do it.
2: Uh, He would be without any safety equipment. He'd go up, climb the railing by himself, and fix it.
3: Yeah, and he'd he'd do a good job, too. You
2: know what? I was laughing because I was was saying beforehand, is there anything you want to talk about? But now that we're on the George Babcock train... (laughs) Do you, were you there the year that we went to a Phillies game and George? Started to climb the fence in uh, <laughs> at at the uh, citizen bank park or whatever in philadelphia and the, the not was, the police but security yeah, started yeah. chasing them no
3: I, I wasn't at that i wasn't at that ball game <laughs> but you no, can no, you
2: can you can picture what happened i right? think we
3: could just probably make a lot of stuff up and try and decide what's true and what's not and we'd probably get it all wrong
2: that would be an amazing game so oh well again thank you for joining <laughs> us i mean i'm I derailed with George Babcock stories. Uh, how are you doing? How's the family?
3: I'm good. Everybody's good. Just uh, a lot of t- good time with the kids, and yeah. it's, a, it's a good time of life. You how old are the kids now? Uh, our son Bodie is eight, and our daughter is uh, one, oh, yeah. 20 months. So 20 we're, months, we're yeah. creeping up on two here. So uh, just fun. A lot of words, a lot of talking, a lot of running around. And so uh, it's a cute stage, right? It's so definitely it's a
2: cute stage. That's fun, and that's fun that you're home to be able to experience. Well, you're yeah. home. You're still busy and everything that you do, but uh,
3: yeah, no, I, I'm definitely home. Like, yeah. I think uh, I told uh, Bodhi I was coming here, and he was just kind of like, "Wait, what? You're <laughs> leaving? How long? Yeah. Where are you going?"
2: Why am I not going? Yeah.
3: Why is this happening? So I think they've definitely gotten used to me being around in the last couple of years.
2: So he likes (laughs) golf, but is he into other sports as well?
3: Yeah. No, he's playing hockey with the Junior Ducks. Okay. That's the area we live in. So um, he's doing uh, well with that. He's really gotten into soccer, actually. Soccer, too? Okay. So it's cool that he has other interests. And uh, actually, soccer is kind of neck and neck, maybe even sliding out of hockey right now he's been really obsessed uh self-starting a lot taking himself to the field and just practicing and it's funny watching him he's carrying like three and four balls trying to figure out how to get get three or four balls you know down down the street to the field and setting up you know different situations you
2: don't just want one if you're going to practice because if you kick it and you miss the net you got to go get it so you want two or three around to be able to to be efficient in your time Oh,
3: yeah. I mean, it's just like going to the golf range or, or hockey, bucket, of, <laughs> a bucket dump a bucket bump. of pucks out. You can, it's a little different, but it's the same idea.
2: You know, they have those mesh bags, right, that in soccer that they put, like, 8, 10, 12 yeah. balls and cones or whatever you can carry yeah. around. So We're maybe they, there. Maybe for Christmas, who knows, maybe that's a good it's idea. A, it's uh, that's a that's good a, surprise a, for underneath it's the, a good idea the Christmas tree. Okay, um, so you're in Buffalo. Yeah. I'm like, um, Just out of a whim, wanted to come check it out? Anything special?
3: No, I just wanted to come to town. I wanted to see a game before things got too deep in the season. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, like I said, I wanted to be around a little bit more, just check in. I um, wanted to see the team play. Want to be around. Want to see some people. And then, um, you know, I think the, the Sabres, the idea was we're going to do some charity stuff at some point. Yeah. We, we talked about early in the season that wasn't probably the best timing. We talked about later being probably the ideal time. So I didn't want to just... Be in town once and be super busy. I want to check in. And then next time I come back, I can, uh, you know, have some more time.
2: Well, I know you're always busy when you come to Buffalo <laughs> because you're popular and there's a lot of people that want to see you. So we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Sabres Live. Um, you, you you were in the region a couple of weeks back, but it was in Toronto <laughs> for the Legends uh, hockey game for the yeah. Hockey Hall of Fame. Put on the pads, play yeah. the whole game. Well, it's a whole game. It's yeah. like two periods, right? Yeah. Or,
3: they had running time, two halves. Two halves, yeah. like
2: 20-minute halves, whatnot, half-hour halves. Uh, but how was the experience? How was that?
3: No, it was, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Honestly, I felt pretty good on the ice. I, it was, <laughs> no,
2: don't say that too loud. There's people listening that are going to comment on social media yeah. and say, oh, sign them up.
3: Yeah, no, but we talked about it before we came on air. Is like it, in the days that followed. It was a lot different than it used to be. But the preparation really wasn't there, right? Yeah. Like, if, if you do months of preparation, you'll get the result you want. But uh, with very minimal preparation, such as skating with uh, the junior ducks, yeah. eight-year-olds uh, <laughs> once, <laughs> and just putting around as a coach, I wasn't really doing anything on the ice. But, yeah, but I think if I did – train and skate i could feel okay <laughs>
2: well i'm sure you would feel okay you still yeah. look fantastic you, it looks like you haven't gained a pound after a year and a half of retirement i think no. i had put on 15 by that point so
3: no you you know me it takes a lot of effort to yeah. gain weight so
2: <laughs> which has always been good uh, craig anderson who was on the ice yeah. this morning with the sabers morning skate by the way donning his legends all of fame custom equipment and henrik lundqvist were on the ice for that game um how fun was it to just get to be with guys that you competed for a long time and not have to worry about who was going to win and lose at the end of the night
3: yeah no it was fun uh i never really got a ton of time with hank in our our whole career it was just kind of that thing where i think we ran into each other a few times at like media stuff uh, but that's never a time to really connect. Um, and then, of course, he was busy at the Hall of Fame. So yes. I, I think we got like three or four minutes to chat. And that's probably the most we ever got. <laughs> uh, so that was nice to catch up with a, a fellow goalie. And then yeah. Craig, I've known forever since yeah. we played juniors against each other. And we all the way up, we've been running into each other. So it's great to see him on the ice today. I think he... <laughs> I think you probably bit off a little more than you can chew today. There was Uh, a lot of steam coming out from the equipment. I'll tell you that. But God bless him because, you know, he he still looks great, obviously, but it's uh – when you stop training and, and and conditioning yourself, it's it's a big uh, it's a big ask.
2: Yeah, and, and especially if you didn't know you were going to go on the ice, and then last <laughs> second they're like, hey, you know, why don't you join us for hey, practice? Can you help
3: us out here? Yeah,
2: you know, we need somebody to take some shots. So uh, being a shooter tutor at Target is never a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but it happened. Now, I mean, that is the Hall of Fame weekend um you are one of the great to have played the game uh, there was three goalies going into the hall of fame this this time around yeah, with vernon paraso and and Lundqvist. um did it make you start thinking like <sighs> i don't know maybe one day i could find myself here i mean we can start the the promotional <laughs> stuff here on sabers live we can be the the force that's going to lead the yeah. charge ryan miller hockey hall of fame 2026 would that be maybe 27 but anyway I'm just saying we can start it
3: uh, that would be appreciated <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's certainly something where you don't have any control right it's yeah. something where you know you've, your body of work already exists and it is up to people's uh, feeling about that body of work yeah. right so my feeling about my body of work is I did the best I could do I am proud of the way I left it and that will always be my feeling. So the, the way other people feel about it is their own <laughs> feelings about it. So uh, you can't control that. And it's something that I, I enjoy kind of keeping in that space because then everything, you know, it feels good. Like yeah. coming back for like last year the Sabres, the Hall, Hall of Fame of the Sabres and Jersey retirement. It's like, wow. Yeah. Like I didn't expect it. Honestly, like you just keep yourself in a place where you're happy about what you've accomplished and if other people want to acknowledge that, great. Uh, then I, I think then those experiences become uh, actually more meaningful for me. Yeah. If you have these expectations, I don't know.
2: Yeah, you, you know, sometimes you can be disappointed. And, and who would be disappointed to say you had the career you had and that, Yeah, you know, I mean, the Hall of Fame is, is – the cherry that's on the very top, right, and it's yeah, maybe the triple and quadruple cherry, like it's not just
3: I, one. I mean, when you see the face of the, of the like Mike Vernon, yeah, he looked like he was in heaven, yeah, right, like and just seeing the you know that group go in and talking to them, but especially seeing him, he was so happy, yeah. So it, it is obviously you look at that and you're like, wow, that'd be that'd be pretty cool, be exactly, really cool. But at the same time, like you said. I'm happy, uh, you know, you start from pretty humble beginnings, and and you just have to be happy with what you got.
2: Well, that's a great way to look at it, I mean, but now, career is over, and you decided to jump right back into a new role <laughs> with the San Jose Sharks, your buddy yeah. Mike Greer called,
1: and you, calls
2: you he. couldn't say no, right, yeah. it was like, hey, we'd like you to come and, and kind of be in charge of our goalie department, <laughs> and, and see where that goes, so... How has that been with the Sharks and, and that work uh, that you have to do?
3: Um, see, if it was, like, uh, Danny B., I mean, I have to think twice. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> what if, but, if it was Chris it's Drury? Greerzy. What if it's Drury? I don't you know. Think, you can think, think about it. Drew, it I don't know. But Greerzy, you got you to gotta, you gotta say yes no, to Greerzy. No, you say
2: that. It's kind of funny that there's so many <laughs> of our former teammates that yeah. are now in charge of teams, right? Well, no.
3: like it kind of speaks to the kind of team we had, right? Yes. Like, the guys were talented, but it also, like... You know, they exist on that other level of, like, they think the game in a certain way. So
2: even the, that's a the cool part. Even the, the, Adam Mayer, who's doing yeah. such a great job here with, with development and all of it, you, you think about it, there's so many of those players that have found a, a spot in hockey after their career.
3: Yeah, and guys at different levels, too. Uh, Coletta, yep. J.P. Dumont. Yep. Uh, you know, Bannock's working in the Sharks now, yep. edging his way in because he's, he's a you know really good hockey mind, too. So, yeah, yeah you know, you're going to see a lot more of it. Yeah. Uh, but the job with the Sharks, uh, well, Evgeny Nabokov's mm-hmm. uh, heading up that department. Yep. And, and uh, Thomas Spears uh, taking the full-time NHL goalie coach role. So Greersey brought me in. Uh, definitely spread between departments. Mm-hmm. So working a lot of watching amateur scouting uh, video right now, just trying to get up to speed on some guys to identify for later in the year. Uh, and then uh, – kind of longer-term projection. If I'm in town, I can help out with the Barracuda guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, last week, we were uh, we kind of combined the trip. So we had uh, Noreen's sister lives in Carmel, and then our junior ducks had a San Jose uh, tournament, okay. like, a couple days after Thanksgiving. So we had Thanksgiving up there. We went to Pebble Beach, which was awesome. Did that, and then we went up to San Jose, and then I actually got to do some work up there, too. So it was kind of a cool little week trip where I got to touch on Going to Pebble Beach was his badass. <laughs>
2: did
1: you play?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. My, my, uh, my brother-in-law's uh, friend uh, works for the, the company. Okay. And he helped set it all up. And you know, Bodie played with us. No uh, way. Yeah, that, yeah, he was chatting up the caddies all the time. How did whole that time. part three <laughs> go?
2: What club and uh, what was the uh, end result uh, right by the ocean? That's oh, number yeah, seven? Oh, yeah, that's the
3: famous one. Uh, yeah, 58 degree. Hit the green. Hit the green. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bodie... Uh, we gave him an extra shot, but Bodie put one, uh, kind of next to the green, but kind of out of place. So yep. Like, no, you gotta hit another. He hit one a little short, and he chipped up. So he made like a, he made like, like a, a 20 par, foot putt, yeah, okay. but he made like a four. Oh, uh, like, well, yeah. that's pretty good.
2: It's a par, but in the second ball, we'll we'll forget yeah, about yeah, the yeah. first one. We'll we'll give him okay. a mulligan on that one. No, I was cool. I was
3: pumped because uh, number six, the one before, is a yep. par five up the cliff. That's like my favorite hole, like from watching. Yes, and I actually get to say this on air like i birdied it oh good good okay (laughs) so like yeah that was pretty cool i was like okay round's done let's just go (laughs) i'm good i've I've done enough Uh, after that it's just like whatever
2: Uh, that's awesome so that's good you got to do some personal time and some family time and then you got to do some work so combine it are you spending a lot of time in front of the computers Yeah, screens and videos and...
3: Yeah, learning how to do that. Uh, My biggest thing right now is trying to learn the difference between the leagues for shooters. Like, I think, you know, as a goalie, like, it's just hard to tell what these guys are facing league to league, right? Because some leagues have more guys who are of a certain age. Some leagues have guys who are younger, older. It's just you're trying to kind of feel what kind of, you know, shot they're getting. Yeah. So it's just kind of learning what they look like. And it's, it's the crazy part for me is, like, they all look so good yeah. because all the kids now are just so good with their footwork compared they're, to, like, our generation where you really had to kind of get to a certain level. And, you're like, oh, everyone's footwork was pretty good and strong. But now they're just smooth. The
2: structure is, is out of this world. Like, you look at – you talk about eight, nine year old, But yeah. in a few years from now, you'll be – Seeing your, your son playing the Pee Wee and, you know, MITRE Bandom, and you're going to think, wow, these guys look better than we did as NHL goaltenders in the way that they move oh, yeah. and their technical abilities. It's crazy.
0: Yeah,
3: stuff that we had to kind of explore, like yeah. post integration and yeah. things like that. That wasn't a thing when we were coming up. Like, it was yeah. like you go to the post, you stand there. You go to the post, maybe you put your knee down and, then, you know, reversing into the post to give you access to the other post or the backside is just. You know, it's something that we were. I mean, I remember handling it a different way. And then, like, I think Jonas Enroth was trying to do the reverse VH. And we worked on it for, like, preseason. And then that season was a transition year. And then next year, like, it's all we were doing for a while. And so, I mean, that was definitely so a late you're addition.
2: Your good buddy, Jonathan Quick, that kind of got the ball going, right? With the <laughs> success in LA and now, uh, like, athletic and acrobatic, he was able to do it. Um, quickly on. The Sabres, because you do goalie development. And yeah. we'll get your opinion on Devin Levi now in Rochester. Um, I feel like that's probably the best thing for him right now to keep playing. Ukopiko Lukanen has had a really good start this season. Looks good. Comrie started well, got hurt. Now he's trying to find his rhythm. Where do you see the, the three goalies kind of, and what you've seen or what you've talked to around the league? Like, Where do you see this, uh, this crease going with the Sabres?
3: Well, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, with the three goalie system still. Uh, you definitely want Levi playing. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, we both had that experience where we, as a young goalie, you want to, you know, build some games, build some experience quickly. Um,
2: and Rochester it, was good to both of us, like, uh, yeah. amazing to both of us. So yeah, it'll be I, good for Levi as well.
3: I still see the big value in, in it. Yeah. Um, I think at. Yeah, you know, when you're there at the time, you're in your mind. You're like, I want to be in Buffalo.
2: Yeah,
3: I think when you can honestly look back and 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 see what kind of player you are, and at that point, you don't want to admit it, but let, you have to iron some stuff out. You have yeah. to you have to play a lot of games. You have to you have to experiment a little bit with some yep. things, and they have to go right or wrong, right? This, Absolutely. And uh, I think that. Uh, it's, it's not a bad thing at all, and I think it's actually a rite of passage in a way. Uh, same thing with UPL. Like, he had to put some time in, and he, he's had to recover from some pretty big and substantial yeah. absences in his career where his injuries took him out for long chunks. So he's finally getting some time that's a, not always smooth, but it, it's a long stretch of time where he can you know, feel like he's playing consistent yeah. hockey where he's not hurt, uh, and then Comrie... Uh, Always tough to come off the injury, and, and now that he's more of more the veteran guy, he's not the uh, the young guy who's, uh, you know, <laughs> you know. for me it's hard because Eric, uh, he trained with me out in California. Yeah, you, you know, you have that relationship so, with him. So I do have that relationship with him. So it's kind of like, I, mean, I just remember him being a young kid yeah. coming out of the midgets and starting juniors and, and starting to get hot. And now he's like the veteran guy on a team that I used to play for, so it's yeah. kind of hilarious. Uh, but you know, like he's got a lot of, you know, the injury's got a lot of life changes too. He's got yep. a, a baby at home now, yeah. so uh, it's an interesting crease at the moment. But uh, you, I know that from watching, and uh, you got a, three very professional guys, uh, uh, guys who really have impressed me and their commitment to, you know getting to the next level and yeah, we'll see who kind of comes out of it right now because we, you, you want somebody to stand out and kind of take charge.
2: Well, uh, Ryan, I appreciate you taking the time. I know people are going to say it would be great to see Millsy back in the net. Uh, <laughs> some people want me back in the net. Sometimes I keep telling them I will be sitting at the end of the bench and I will provide you with the water and the Gatorade <laughs> and the towel during commercial breaks. So if you want to make a comeback, I'll return as your backup <laughs> just for one night and one night only. Does that work?
3: Uh, How about we split the game so we don't die?
2: No, no, I'm not (laughs) even doing that. So, Bilzi, thanks again. Welcome back to Buffalo.
1: Thanks. Back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close.
2: Welcome back to Sabres Live here, live from... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
2: Bank Center and what a treat to have Ryan Miller join us for an extended interview and you can probably catch if you haven't heard it and you want to catch it we'll put it on our social media at Sabres live on X and uh, you'll be able to see the whole thing Millsy is so so thoughtful and nice and he thinks about everything and he's got a great role now with the San Jose Sharks um, which uh, is, is suiting him perfectly Obviously, Mike Greer, former teammate of uh, both Milzy and I, they, uh, he saw an opportunity and, and got it. And being that it's on the West Coast, he's a lot closer to his family. He loves being at home. So that works well for Milsey. We miss him here in Buffalo, but we love when he visits. So that's great. Ryan Miller was great. Isaac Roseanne is going to join us here in just a few minutes. But before we do that, I just want to kind of recap a little bit of what's happening here this morning. Downtown Buffalo with the Buffalo Sabres. Stage Thompson who missed the last nine games, will be in the lineup tonight when the Sabres face off against the Detroit Red Wings. Remember, it is not an MSG game. It is a 7.30 puck drop on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, you can hear the game with Dan and Rob on WGR 550, which is great. You can still get the great you know, announcing and analysis of Dan and Razor, but... Um, the game will not be on MSG. We'll be back on MSG Thursday when the Sabres travel to Boston. So that's the one thing. Tage Thompson is back in the lineup. Alex Tuck is out. Jordan Greenway is still out. Both of them are expected to miss about 7 to 10 days. So, you know, roughly a week. And uh, they're, the Sabres are optimistic they will get back in about 7 to 10 days. Ukopaka is sick. So Devin Levi, despite the fact that we just got with Milsey that he was in Rochester, now is driving to Buffalo to back up Eric Comrie, who will get the start in tonight's game. So this is kind of all happening here. There's a lot of moving parts. There's obviously a lot of uh, you know roster movement that are still to be expected. Don Granado says they will have to make some roster moves, possibly calling up somebody from Rochester, because right now they only have 12 forwards on the roster so they may want to have a uh, an extra piece an extra body there just in case so those are a few things but as everybody that get it to the nhl make it to the nhl they have to start somewhere they have to start with a either learn to play program or right out of the backyard or they learn to skate and then they get playing later so here if you have a young boy or girl that is age four to nine that want to learn to play hockey, the Sabres Learn to Play program is fantastic. Hockey instructions for kids 4 to 9 years old. Receive head-to-toe hockey equipment for six weeks of on-ice instruction from certified coaches. Join today at saberscom slash learn to play. It's a great program. This next guest, well, he's a little older for the Learn to Play program, but he's still young. Let's see what we got. Okay, it's time now for an actual player to join the show. I mean, we had a former player in Ryan Miller join the show, but today we get Isaac Roseanne join the show. How you doing?
5: Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Doing yeah. good? How, uh, was,
2: how was the morning skate?
5: It was good. It was nice to get the legs going again after day off, so. so.
2: Is that something you have to adjust to? Because, you know, in Rochester or whenever you play youth hockey, juniors, whatnot, um, sometimes you, you go through different routines, right? Like, yeah. don't have as many days off or well. maybe the day off or spending on the bus traveling. Yeah. Um, here it's a little different. So when you have a day off, do you always feel like it's a little bit, more difficult the next day or do you feel better the next day how did your body feel
5: uh yeah i think it's a little hard uh, still hard. to to come back after a uh, day off uh, not use that uh, and uh, also just uh, it's very different to i uh, try to find my routine here yeah. uh, it's uh, you know game every day or every other day so it's a little bit different so uh, trying to find a routine that's uh, working here, too.
2: Yeah. So, like, in the American League, something that you've experienced the last year and a little bit, a lot of time it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or yeah. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Yeah, There's a lot, exactly. lot of games, and then you have a long period of time away. Um so did you take morning skate a lot, or did you stay off the ice when you have a lot of games in a row? No, I
5: always go on the ice. Always go on the ice, always, okay. yeah.
2: Do you, like, just feel the puck? Well, like, I like to go on the ice because I like to feel my equipment. What's the reason for you to yeah, go Yeah, just the
5: to, ice? to feel the puck. I think that's... Uh I don't know. I, I don't really like to to take like uh, just be in the gym in the morning. I I like more to be on the ice, so uh, just to get a feel for the game
2: in Rochester. You guys go down to the dungeon, yeah. the shooting cage, and the workout gym. Whatever. Have you experienced the shooting area here? It's is it different? Is it set up the same way? What's what's the difference between the two shooting areas?
5: Uh, yeah, it's a little bit uh, darker in the, in Rochester. <laughs> it's yes. down under the uh, in the dungeon there and. Uh, in, in the basement, so it's, but uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of similar, so it, it's good, yeah.
2: Uh, how many pucks do you think you shoot, like, a day? Like, I'm not sitting on the ice, but do you use the shooting cage every day uh, before or after practice?
5: Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, so, trying to get in there at least uh, 30 minutes a day, uh, okay. almost. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, part of my routine, uh, Yeah.
2: Is there anybody here in this room that joins you, that you can work with, sometimes make little passes? Because you talk about, like, in Rochester, you have your group and you have your routine. you got to figure that out here. Yeah, is there somebody that's joining you now?
5: Yeah, so, actually, this is, I think, second or third day I practice here, so yeah. I haven't really had time to go here yet, okay, yeah, just okay. once. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was people there that uh, at that time, so I think uh, I'm going to find a friend to to pass a little bit with their game okay. so what
2: about the games now that you've had a few games and you kind of feel the rhythm of the nhl in the speed what's the what's the one difference when the one the one thing that you you feel like you have to adjust to when it comes to the nhl game
5: uh yeah i think uh, everyone is just uh, in the right place at all all times almost mm-hmm. uh, so you have to be yeah, uh, yeah, you have to make the the right play uh, all the time because uh, it goes fast the other way if you don't. And I think uh, uh, I trying to do that, but also to uh, I need to, yeah, try things too to to create offense and stuff like that. So I think yeah, now I know more what to expect and and uh, things like that. Uh, try to pay, play uh, uh, get, yeah, the right game every every shift. But I think I need to, yeah, try some things too to. Yeah, keep uh, pushing here.
2: So. What about like m- execution, making plays? Is do you have feel like you have more time to make plays? Some guys say there's actually more time in the NHL because when you get a pass, it's on your stick, yeah, and then you get it right away. Um, do you feel like you've got a little bit more time, or or do defensemen close in a lot faster and and it makes it hard that way?
5: Uh, yeah, I think uh, in the D zone, I actually, have more time when you get it on the wall. Okay. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, you still have to do the right play because they—they they are yeah, they're lurking there. So it's <laughs> different in HL, Maybe it coming four players to trying to kill you, but it's a little bit different. So, but then I think in offensive zone and, and uh, in neutral zone, you—they're very close all the time. So you have to to make it faster, I think yeah.
2: I, I I look at the last game against Nashville, and it seems like you guys you know second period, you guys started using the back of the net. You guys started to put the puck behind the goal line and make plays from the back of the net, and it worked out. Um, you know Wayne Gretzky was – you know Wayne yeah. Gretzky. Yes, he was really good behind the net. Always found a spot there, was able to control the play from behind the net in the offensive zone. Is that a focus looking at Detroit tonight to maybe continue on that down-low cycle from behind the net and try to generate offense that way?
5: Yeah, I think it's a great way to generate offense, and uh, obviously we talked about that this morning. And, uh, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, just uh, to to get pucks to the net, and then you can use the back of the net after that, I think. Uh, You need uh, first to get pucks and bodies to the net and create create offense from there, and then you can uh, uh, kind of use uh, the back of the net more uh, to create uh, offensive zone times and uh, so on. So, yeah.
2: Okay, um, I remember getting called up my first time, and I would travel back from Rochester to Buffalo, and I would bring a little bit of clothes with me, and then I bring back and do some laundry and bring more. You know, I came up with one suit, and then I had to get another suit and whatnot. Um, have you brought a lot of things with you, or are you still going back and forth trying to gather some of your clothes uh, and do the laundry yeah. and? Maybe this yes. at your your buddies back in Raj. Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I went back uh, one time with Cooley. Yeah. Uh, so uh, because first we didn't have anything, we just yeah. had a suit, so we had to get back and get some stuff, and then I just got uh, yeah some normal clothes I can use, and and uh, now I'm uh, maybe need to go back more and, and get some <laughs> more stuff. But i my parents coming. Uh, they came in yesterday. Oh, good. Uh, so they brought some. A suit and stuff like that uh, a little bit more so cool, they stopped so. by
2: your place and they brought some yeah uh,
5: yeah they brought it from sweden I oh say. they brought it from yeah. sweden
4: after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medela the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: Oh, nice. So you're getting the (laughs) top-notch fashion, sweet and sweet. That's good. That's awesome. Well, Isaac, thank you for stopping by. Thank you. Good luck tonight. Thanks. Always great to have Isaac Roseanne stop by. What a great young man, and he's got a great personality. And, uh, you know, talking about Kids Club, the Buffalo Sabres Kids Club is back for the 23-24 season. And is a great way for young fans to stay engaged with the team. Members receive exclusive gifts, experiences, and more. Register today at sabres.com slash kidsclub. Oh, my goodness. I got... Now, I'm coming back from the air, and I got this guy here stopping by, Alex Stange. Obviously, one of the best, uh, one of the all-time best well, players in the NHL. He was fantastic, but one of the great minds buying the bench. He's buying the Detroit bench as an assistant coach. So, good luck. Not too much luck against us tonight, Alex. Alex Stange stopping by. Great man. Uh, quickly, talking about great players. I did a little research, right? I said, Ryan Miller, Hall of Fame, class of 2026, 2027. No, it would be next year. His first year of eligibility is next year, class of 2024. It's a stacked class. I won't lie. Pavel Dasuk, Patrick Marlowe, Shea Weber, Pekka Rine Ilya Kovalchuk, and Ryan Miller, all in their first year of eligibility. And then you have Alex McGillney, Keith Kachuk, Brendan Moore, Curtis Joseph. That rounds up the group. It is a stacked class. I think we should start the campaign now on Sabres Live. Work the phones. Get people to vote. Get the committee to put Ryan Miller in the Hall of Fame if we can. Um, I know some people are going to say, what about Alex McGillney? Hey, get Alex McGillney and Ryan Miller. Let's make it a Sabres team night here for the Hall of Fame. That would be awesome. Uh, okay, we'll take one last break here on Sabres Live. And when we come back, any news and notes that I've left on my paper on the table for tonight's game against the Red Wings, we'll use. We got another little quick video we got to show you. So, yes, take a two-minute break here, and we'll see you right back here on MSG and WGR 550 for Sabres Live. Coming right back.
1: Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close.
2: Live here before we talk a little bit more about the game tonight, the Detroit Red Wings in town. I want to remind everybody that, uh, you know, it's Native American Heritage Night here at the Key Bank Center. And our local Native American communities recognize that participating in sports help to enrich both emotional and physical health. Thanks to the Seneca Nation's investment in community centers in the Cattaraugus Kater- and Allegheny Territories, Seneca youth have had the opportunity to learn and play hockey, leading to the creation and rapid growth of the Western Door Hockey League. Last week, Sabres alum and good guy Cody McCormick had the opportunity to go down to the Cattaraugus Community Center and skate with the kids.
1: The San Canadians known as Keepers of the Western Door. So it was like, hey, we're on the western side of New York State. That's who we're known as. Let's call our program Western Door Hockey. You know, it's kind of skyrocketed. You just kind of see them slowly building that confidence of, uh, you know, I'm going to go try this now. I can, I can practice, I can do it in my backyard. You just see them kind of grow every year, every year. My name is Bradley John. I'm from the Seneca Nation of Indians. I work here at the Cattaraugus Community Center as the Director of Operations.
0: I'm Candace Miller. I'm the Director of the Allegheny Community Center, or ACC. Participating in the sports program is a positive outlet for them. They're able to build on cooperation, making new friends. So no matter what kind of day they've had, whether it's at school or at home, it's an opportunity to kind of start their day over. The kids really look up to the Buffalo Sabres and the Buffalo Bandits um, when they come down and visit us at our center. It's an opportunity also for them to see that like, hey, if I am dedicated and I put in the hard work, I can do the same thing.
3: I've seen other facilities, but they're not like this. And the way
4: that the community youth have access to it is just great for them. Hey, Cody! Hey, Cody. <laughs> How are you
1: I'm doing great. Great to be here, guys. Well, just seeing those guys come back and give back to communities, um, I think that sense of giving the new youth, the new generation that hope will brought. Aspirations, of what they want to do. Oh, you got, all oh, There you go, buddy. Nice goal, dude, I saw that. No goal, what a save. Try one-handed. Hey, Br- bring it all the way over, and then one hand on that side. It's just the value of sports, and hockey, you can learn
3: so much from with the teamwork, the adversity, to just being together. Just seeing that they want to be here on a Friday, Saturday night, and then instead of something else, I think it just helps build them as, a, as they grow older. Two, three,
1: to me being Seneca means everything. You know, it kind of just means being part of a community. When they come in here, treat them like family. You know, they're all part of us.
0: I love to be around the kids. They're fun, they're exciting, and it's always something new that they're bringing to you.
1: We always look at it, this is their building. We're here in this point in time to take care of it. But eventually it's gonna be their turn to step up. They can take the reins and you know kind of continue that tradition.
2: Well, thank you, Bradley and Candace, for just everything that you do with the Western Door Hockey League. Thank you, Cody McCormick, for being there and having so much fun with the kids on the ice. We know that being able to help uh, young boys and girls and uh, teenagers and even adults at times to fall in love with the game of hockey is always a great thing. They learn so many valuable tools throughout the process. So this is a great program. Okay. Back to the game at hand tonight, quickly here. We only have a couple minutes left to the show. Uh, Sabres hosting the Detroit Red Wings, 7.30 ESPN+. Plus. Uh, so no MSG tonight, but it is on WGR 550, so you can listen to Dan and Razor on the call. Sabres are getting Tage Thompson back. He's missed the last nine games, missed three weeks, which is an amazing uh, recovery right because it thought to be like weeks and possibly long term i was expecting maybe around uh, christmas to new year's no three weeks later Tage thompson is back in the lineup sabers went three five and one without Tage thompson so that is a welcoming sight to have big 72 back in the lineup but unfortunately on the flip side sabers will not have alex tuck he's out seven to ten days Um, You know, he was working hard on the back check on Philip Forsberg's opportunity last game and kind of grabbed to his right leg. So um, optimistic that he will be back in a week. So 7 to 10 days for Tuck, 7 to 10 days also for Jordan Greenway. So there's a couple of bodies that uh, will be missing for the next week or so. Uh, Sabres will have to make some roster move, obviously, to fill that roster spot or those roster spots because right now they do not have any extra forwards On the roster, Uh, Ukopeka Lukonen is sick, will not be in the lineup tonight. Eric Comrie will start. Devin Levi got called up so he can back up. So, obviously, those are the moves that are happening when it comes to the Sabres and the roster. On the Red Wings side, no Patrick Kane. We all know Patrick Kane signed with the Detroit Red Wings about a week, a week and a half ago. He's been practicing with the team. Um, there was a lot of reports that suggested that maybe he will get a, he was going to get in his first game of the season here in Buffalo tonight. That is not so. Uh, Newsy Lalonde, uh, Derek Lalonde, the coach of the Detroit Red Wings, confirmed that today saying that uh, Patrick Kane will not uh, be in the lineup tonight. So we'll have to wait to see for Patrick Kane's debut uh, but that is it about the game tonight. I want to say thank you to Ryan Miller for stopping by. Again, if you missed the Ryan Miller interview, we'll be posting it on our social medias at Sabres Live on X. Isaac Roseanne also stopping by, and I did see him right during the break, and I asked him, are you wearing the new suit tonight? His parents brought in a new suit from Sweden. Absolutely, we'll be wearing it. So have a good afternoon. Have a good night watching the Sabres, and we'll see you here on Sabres Live tomorrow at
1: noon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here
2: in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.